You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Now, a quick message. Uh, we're trying to make sense of this political shit show that is the federal election campaign live on Reddit every Tuesday at 6 p.m. AEST. Yes, we are talking decode live on the program. You can lob in and ask some questions if you want. And it makes for a good Tuesday evening chat. Trust me, we've had fun doing it. So head to r slash Australia on Reddit or keep an eye on our socials and get around it. That's this Tuesday and next for the wrap-up. 6 p.m. Tuesday. See you there. Now let's talk about what's making news on the weekly Batuta Advocate Bulletin, Effie and Errol. How are we all? Good, mate. It's good to be back here again doing the weekly. Unfortunately, Wendell again. Uh, has fallen ill. It's the uh, third time he's caught COVID in four weeks, mm. I think. Back testing positive again. Low immune system on the young fella. It's got me fucked. But lucky we have Effie Bateman here to hold the fort. How are we? Yeah, doing pretty well, Clancy. How are you? Doing all right myself on the home stretch now. When I say a home stretch, I mean we've got one week until Australians go to the polls and uh, a new day starts, whether that's with our current government or with a new one. I don't care anymore. In exactly a week's time, we'll be at the polls. You know, I think about this time of day, you'll be having your fourth democracy sausage as you're casting your fourth vote of the day for uh, a dead relative that's still in the electoral roll. Well, I'm glad I can put to bed those rumours about me floating around the graveyard late at night. It's purely to just get a few names and compare who is still on the electoral roll and who hasn't, uh, you know, obviously been struck off and... And that's basically what I've been doing in council elections and state elections for the last 20 years. Just, I feel like it's a a bit of a loophole and it's certainly, I feel enough to swing some of the uh, results in the greater Diamantina Shire. Well, thank you for dribbling on for two minutes. (laughs) Effie, what's making news? All right, so a government that wastes billions on submarines and rorts says increasing the minimum wage is reckless. Yes, that's right. The nation's safe economic managers have reminded the working poor underclass that they need to remember their role in society. This comes after the opposition leader backed calls for a 5.1% raise to the minimum wage, which would take it up from $20.33 an hour to an astronomical and economically crippling $21.37 an hour. Yes, it's $21.37 there, but the people who run the economy say this is shocking and irresponsible because although the minimum wage has barely risen in the last decade, a raise that is higher than the rate of inflation would, you know, essentially cause society to collapse. That's what they're saying. I don't think anyone really knows what they're saying on both sides of uh, the debate, particularly the journalists. And just like the journalists, it seems Australians are sick of politicians, Effie. So this headline reads that, Sick politicians, you should vote for this corrupt billionaire who doesn't pay his workers. Yes, for anyone out there who is caught in the familiar position where they feel like both major parties are as bad as each other, well, there's some relief on the horizon because there is a viable third option this time around. That's right. As anyone who has used YouTube or opened an Australian newspaper lately would be very aware, there is a fresh and alternative proposition. For all Australians who are sick of politicians, you can now vote for a corrupt mining billionaire who is making his fourth attempt at becoming Prime Minister. Because that's the way to shake up our democracy, by voting for a man that uses federal politics as a stepping stone to open up more mines with preference deals and lobbying. Yes, well, it seems that the only thing that can stop this political renegade now, Clancy, is a giant piece of plaque detaching from the side of his aorta and 
blocking it. Quite visual, that one, but I would agree. And uh, we've got a comment here from Iris B2 who says, fuck it, let's just vote for him and see what happens. Trump ended up being a boss. Let's see what our version's like. That's another interesting take on this all. And um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people agree with you, Iris B2. And coming up next, this headline reads, abortion should be banned, says American man who was chanting my body, my choice a year ago. So now you probably are across this one, but if you aren't, the Supreme Court in the US has had an opinion leaked, which revealed they're planning on overturning a famous legal decision called Roe versus Wade. That would mean that the right to receive an abortion is no longer a constitutional right and would be up to the states to moderate. And obviously, given the way states like Alabama are, I think we all know what's going to happen there. Yeah, it's caused a bit of a stir. And by a bit of a stir, I mean a major stir. Probably the biggest protest we've seen out front of the Capitol since the insurrection. But one local man we spoke to over there said Roe vs Wade does actually need to be overturned because we need to protect the sanctity of human life. This is an interesting take from Aaron Williams, a resident of one of those Bible Belt states, who explained that abortion needs to be banned plain and simple. Yes, his comments come less than 12 months after he was out on the streets protesting against vaccine and mask mandates under the premise that he should have the freedom to do whatever he wants with his body. However, Williams said that that was different, that the same freedom doesn't apply to women who want to have control over their bodies. It is an interesting position to be protesting so, uh, you know, vocally the uh, sanctity of life when he was willing to risk his grandmother's life to go to Applebee's halfway through the pandemic. Well, she had a good run, mate. Well, that's that's an argument he's not going to make out loud. And what else is making news, Effie? And lastly, on a fun note, a party goer using a passport as ID, either an expat or a hopeless drunk. Yep, it's been confirmed this week that anyone spotted handing a passport over to a bouncer on a night out is 95% likely to be either one of two things, an expat that hasn't gotten around to getting a proper ID or a hopeless drunk who has no doubt lost their license on the piss. The other 5% being a useless adult who has let their learner's driver's license expire. But that is a particularly rare case. Anyway, this story did quite well in the online edition of the paper, so I guess, you know, that's where young people get their news these days. Yeah, I mean, it's also something that speaks to young people, these kind of statistics. Initially, just a working theory, it has now been confirmed with a select survey composed of notable train wrecks, half of them that are known for having far too many glasses of wine or vodka hybrids and losing their belongings on a night out. That also means the passport is probably next, and that is a much more inconvenient document to lose. It sure is, mate. $300 can go a lot further on a night out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's enough from us this week. Uh, enjoy your weekend, because uh, Errol's just giving me er- an idea. <laughs> Errol will. <laughs> Errol's just giving us all an idea. <laughs>